Welcome back to All Alone with Something to Say. This is your host, Emma Newberry, who is joined this week by sister Caroline Newberry. We're going to keep this intro short once again because if you haven't been able to tell, we've been incrementally increasing the length of these episodes, much like you may microdose to increase your tolerance of something you may not have otherwise consumed. That was a complete hypothetical, but we just really want to get into the episode today. And this was a lovely way to reconnect with my sister during this time of virtual communication and distance for a lot of families and friends and really everybody. Um, So we hope that you enjoy this episode. Here it is. Today, we have a very special guest coming at you live from Minnesota, my sister Caroline. She is currently a junior, oh my god, (laughs) a junior at McAllister College, and she is here today because she's the most stylish person I know besides me, and we have been trendsetters since we were zero, and... We have some things we need to discuss. Mm-hmm. So welcome, Caroline. I'm really, really happy you're here. Me too. When we talked about doing this episode together, I feel like we both, we grew up in Brooklyn, so like we understand the thrift scene, <laughs> but like we both kind of have like one foot in like the thrift mm-hmm. world and like also are self-aware people, I would hope. Yeah. I like to think. So this seemed like a good topic, and I know you had some thoughts to start off. I feel like that would be a good place to start. Over quarantine, I feel like I did a lot of online shopping, or at least just browsing. I didn't, like, shop from, like, Urban Outfitters or whatever, like I usually would. I don't know why, just because there was, like, more time to, like, read about stuff, and I was just reading. But just I feel like a lot of people are posting on social media more than usual over the Mm -hmm. five months about stuff like that like fast fashion and stuff so when you like asked me what we should talk about I was like maybe this because yeah. it's like the only thing I care about no I'm just kidding um it's not true <laughs> I know it's not true this sort of came from watching um <laughs> this YouTube channel that we both watch and like mercilessly make fun of which is probably like not the most productive no. thing but um Caroline sent me these this list after watching some more of her videos. <laughs> no, it's really Sorry, it's my laundry. No, it's totally fine. Wait, are we like not allowed to say the YouTuber? Oh, I guess we can. B. Jones Style. <laughs> What's her name? Yeah, Beth. I just, yeah, Beth, Beth Jones. Jones. Um, she's like perfectly nice and everything. She's like perfectly the worst. It's totally fine. No, yeah, she's like awful, but she's not like, okay, whatever. <laughs> okay, well, yeah, just binge watching a lot of those videos, her YouTube videos about just like her raiding Goodwill and like Savers or whatever that store is called that she always yeah. goes to. I guess it's like a California thing. Um, it's basically Goodwill, I guess. But it's mm. for profit. 
she basically is looking looks at New York Fashion Week and like all those weird mm. fashion week things and comes up with like the trends that she wants to shop for and then just goes to Goodwill and like raids everything and is like yeah. yay and then makes outfits and then like probably throws them out like the next day. I don't know. <laughs> if you ever watch those videos that she does, well really all of them, anything that takes place in her house, first of all, we should say she's a wealthy white woman who lives in California. Um, and in a very nice house, like she lives very comfortably and the sheer volume of clothing Mm -hmm. that she has is like insane. Yeah. And like, if you're making a video every week or whatever, like, does that mean you're buying (laughs) like every, I just don't. But like, she's always doing closet cleanouts like every month. And I'm just like, I have done one of those in my entire life. Like I don't have (laughs) stuff to clean it out every month. She was just really problematic, in my opinion, and I think your opinion, because, like, yeah. the reason you told me about her was because she was problematic. And I was like, okay, <laughs> I'll watch and also think that um, <laughs> it's not that thrifting and vintage shopping is bad, necessarily, but it's just, like, she's the perfect example of the kind, like, the mindset and just, like, the way she goes about it and the reasons she buys that stuff and what she buys. That's the yeah. bad thing about it. So she's like the perfect example. Do you want to talk a little bit about what you mean by like the categories that like the kinds of things that mm-hmm. she buys? So I've only been in Goodwill a few times, but like I think most of them are pretty big and they have a lot of stuff mm-hmm. and like a lot mm-hmm. of categories, which is good. The categories that I was thinking of that sort of I think the ones that are wrong to buy are like that was like in quotes because yeah. you know it, it's not just black and white, like there's obviously gray areas but when you can easily afford something else I feel like it's wrong to buy like basic items like sweaters and sweatshirts that would be normally good for like winter time just winter coats and jackets people need that stuff and she's just buying it for fashion purposes because like if something's like a flimsy windbreaker no one really needs that yeah yeah like Things that are really just impractical, like huge ball gowns. Because, like, even like it's not just like they're ugly, but it's like you will be like ostracized from society. Like, <laughs> like it's not like like it's like yeah, Spanish. someone could wear that to like a something, but no, like you won't be accepted, you won't be respected if you wear something ugly. Like, that's just the truth, unfortunately. Like in a professional setting, so yeah, a ball gown. Who needs a ball gown now? Like, who really needs a ball gown? No one. Right. And they do sell, like, crazy stuff sometimes. Still feel, like, weird, though, like, going to go, um, like, knowing that I don't need to shop there. But things, like, she's always looking for suits. And like, I this feel is like, a huge problem. Mm-hmm. This is the most irritating thing to me. Like, suits, like, people need to find jobs. And in order to find jobs, like, they expect you to look professional and, like, some of these suits are, like, really old and, like, 80s and crazy. But also, some of them are, like, probably really useful for people that just need to yeah. get a suit, like, that's affordable for them. And she's just like, oh, look at this men's suit that's, like, oversized and, like, baggy and cute. And I'm like, okay, but someone could actually be using that and you're just stealing it. And there aren't that many suits, like... There's yeah. like there's a ton of t-shirts, but like suits aren't there aren't that many suits. There's also something from like Depop and just like I guess a trend. Um, I think you mean Debop. Debop. Um, like the whole Y two K trend thing, where it's like 
literally the year you were kitty. born. <laughs> no, but like it's like everything that we used to have is now like back in style. Donnie Donnie brush for seventy five <laughs> million dollars. Yeah. It's like Hello Kitty, like brats. I don't even know what to describe it as, but like tiny baby tees that are meant for kids, like selling them for like forty dollars because they're like Y two K fashion. But like kids like especially at Goodwill, like buying that at Goodwill, it's like it's wrong. Children grow out of clothes all the time. Like you can't just buy like a child's little t-shirt just because it's Y2K fashion. One of the things that you touched on about like sweatshirts and like oversized things, because like that's just super trendy right now. I was reading this article in the Berkeley Econ Review. One of the things we were talking about, like smaller sections, definitely like larger sizes are harder mm-hmm. to come by. And like especially in those areas that you emphasized, um, the article says... Larger sizes are rare in thrift stores, just as they are in brand name stores. Since the poor are disproportionately more obese than the rich, I feel like that could have been written with a bit more. One has to be especially conscious of the effect of thrifting on such pieces. For all their online hype, DIYing clothing projects popularized online often rely on thrifting plus size clothing and crafting them into more stylish pieces meant for thin bodies. Mm -hmm. So, like, people are already limited in like the fast fashion world and like the fact that something that is meant for especially something like goodwill which is like donation based yeah um meant for them to have more options and like if you were to go in there and like pick out the most mm-hmm. vital things and <laughs> take them away like mm-hmm. yeah I also feel like it's important to distinguish because I have nothing against this, but like her videos are sponsored by various brands. And be like, I paired my like vintage sunnies, which were definitely like $400 with like, and ugly, yeah. but <laughs> more importantly, <laughs> like really expensive or like she'll put on like jewelry. And I've looked up some of her jewelry from like Anna yeah. Luisa and stuff like that. Uh-huh. I'm like, okay, yeah. It's like this idea of like, I'm going to elevate this because it's inherently less than and just being like, I can make it cool. Like I can pull it off as opposed to like, this is a nice thing to wear. It's like I can make it okay. Uh-huh. That's literally exactly what Emma Chamberlain does as well. Like a lot of her YouTube videos are like titled ha- making ugly things cute. There definitely is a difference between like donation based stores like Goodwill and like stores that buy from you yeah, and or are very curated. But a lot of the stores also just like make things so expensive, like vintage t-shirt from the 60s for like $200. And it's just like, okay. But yeah, those are definitely different. It creates this like idea of like quantity over quality. Because like you can get a lot of stuff for the amount of money that you could Mm -hmm. get maybe one thing at like another store. Um, and it is yeah. true, like some sustainable brands and stuff are like really expensive. And yeah. like, it is totally, absolutely classist, the same way that veganism is, I think. And it mm-hmm. just like has this veneer of being like, but we're saving the earth and like it's hemp. And like, what could be wrong with that? Like, buy local vegetables that are like organic and on GMO and blah, blah, blah. But it's like, those are so much more expensive than like just a regular bunch of salad or whatever the heck like yeah like iceberg lettuce is less mm-hmm. nutritious but also way less expensive than kale yeah like it just is and I think we're sort of like 
not on purpose, I know, but like circling around, like there's absolutely a racial element here yeah. too. Having B. Jones be like, here's my clean eating sponsored mm-hmm. thing. And then like, I'm going to go shop at this thrift store. And she's like this thin white woman, which like we also are. I understand that. Yeah. She also she that. doesn't even ever, like I've never known her to be like, huh? Like, am, how am I complete? Yeah. Like I haven't watched any of these videos, but it's like, What's my um, nutritional, like, routine or whatever? Like, what's my yeah. exercise routine? And, like, eating healthy, blah, blah, blah. It's just, like, that combined with the clothes is extra privileged. Condescension around doing good and, like, the sustainable communities, whether that's, like, food or clothing or – it's just, like, you need to understand that like I don't know you have the moral high ground because you can afford to also like jury's still out on whether or not you do have the moral high ground take something like Salvation Army for example which does do a lot of good for communities and is a cost-effective option but secondhand has really shown itself to be not the most automatic or inherently ethical route this used to be on their website they deleted it, but they said, this is in like their like mission statement. The Salvation Army does not consider same-sex orientation blameworthy in itself. Homosexual conduct, like heterosexual mm. conduct, requires individual responsibility and must be guided by the light of scriptural teaching. Scripture forbids sexual intimacy between members of the same sex. The Salvation Army believes, therefore, that Christians whose sexual orientation is primarily or exclusively same-sex are called upon to embrace celibacy as a way of life. What the? Here are your biker shorts. Have a nice day. Like, what? Just because that's not being, like, overtly espoused, like, it's not on their website anymore because they're not stupid, doesn't mean that it's not an undercurrent. Yeah. Like, we have a lot of other places, too, because we're, like, in... The Twin Cities, so right. there is a Buffalo Exchange. There are like more like small local stores that are more expensive, but people go there. Um, but I also went to Goodwill on Halloween, and there's just like tons of hmm. Halloween costumes. It definitely like caters to certain a certain like customer. Yeah, they um, know that. Yeah, yeah, which is interesting. Um, but then I haven't heard like a lot of people talk about it on my campus. Yeah. Like no one really discusses that because there are all these other problems to discuss. Obviously, clothing is not the most important thing that we could be yeah. discussing right now. Like the world is literally on fire. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but like that's part of it. Like that's it's true. totally connected. And also, like we have both. Like, I don't know. I feel like we're both engaged in conversations around like performative allyship and mm-hmm. what it means to like show up superficially and like. It's the same kind of thing. I'm sure you have this at Mac too. Like there were just like certain kids at Bowdoin and like I definitely indulged in this in my younger years, but I will say not to the same degree, not to be (laughs) defensive, um, but to totally be defensive. Um, But like really wealthy people going to Goodwill and like buying a ton of stuff and being like, I am Gaia, Mother Earth, and like just expecting that to be like enough. And I just feel like, I don't know, it isn't, we both care about fashion, and I think we both really express our personalities in how we dress. And like, that's really important to me. I know it's really important to you, but 
in this time of like supposed self-awareness by brands mm-hmm. and stuff, I feel like it's really important for people to be like, where am I sourcing this from? Like, how am I? Yeah. It doesn't matter where. Yeah. That point had no conclusion, but. No, but yeah. Like Urban Outfitters comes out with new styles every week. That's, and they're probably, yeah, they're like throwing away probably so much. Fast fashion is like one of the biggest, maybe the biggest like contributors to like fossil fuel emissions. Yeah, and definitely. All that. And like waste. There's a lot of those brands that are usually a lot of money that are like sustainable clothes that are like compostable or like whatever the heck. Made like of water does, bottles. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it does like it does cost a lot of money to make that kind of stuff. But I think that if you like that's the only not like the only way, but one of the ways to like prevent clothing waste or whatever is to shop at those places but then those places are the places where like really wealthy people shop right. that are just trying to be trend like it's it's just a cycle exactly and it's like not i'm not saying it's like a, their fault that they have to make their prices a certain way because it is like really expensive to make sustainable yeah clothes. Um, treating people Right is like really expensive. Yeah, um, unfortunately, that's how it. Like not locking people in a factory that then gets caught on fire is like, Mm -hmm. no, no chump change. Yeah, I mean, if you're paying people fairly, yeah, like what a concept. I don't know. I think that boomerangs is just a Massachusetts thing, but boomerangs. I've never heard of boomerang. Yeah. You'd like it. And Housing Works, both 100% of their funds that they make go to AIDS research and like HIV prevention. The same questions arise with like, do I need this? Like, do I need to be buying this at this price if I don't have to? Or like, do I need anything more than I already have, which is clearly excessive because this is how America has been constructed? Like, if you can start to make not you, but like one can start to make like smaller choices. That is, that has an impact. The answer is never do nothing. Yeah. Like it's, that should never be the conclusion. And I think it's really hard in our society. Also, especially now when we're relating to everyone virtually, it's seeing curated images of reality makes you want to buy shit to make your life happier, even though Mm -hmm. it won't really make you happy. And that's really hard to break out of. And like people are having a lot of different emotional experiences right now. And like, I respect that. I just was like, hey, how it's like Labor Day sale, like Black Friday, like Christmas sale. It's like be like Vietnam Memorial sale. Like I feel like <laughs> they'll do anything just to have a sale, so people should have it there. Yeah, like D Day sale. Like <laughs> never. Yeah, yeah, and like America's history has really like evolved to this point, like the Industrial Revolution, mm-hmm. but like actually. My class right now is, like, we're learning exactly about the, like, the events leading up to capitalism mm. and just, like, the environmental aspect of it. There's so much messaging that we need stuff that we don't really need. Yeah. And, like, that's not coming from, like, the ether. Like, we have yeah. human beings who create Mm-hmm. cookies and ads and whatever the f- like, I don't know what bots are doing what cookies, but <laughs> what is that I just am always like you named it the like the least threatening thing which yeah. definitely means it's the most threatening program it's like I don't cookies to be collected like imagining a little I'm basket like, full of chocolate chip cookies like, yeah, yeah. 
I'm like, ooh, I want an Oreo. And then I let them like take all my data. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then like Putin is like, holy shit, why is she buying the same white tank top 40 times or whatever? Oh my God. She can't pull that off. Alex, Alex was telling me about how um, in China, when you order things online there, sometimes they come in like really small amount of packaging and stuff. Mm. But it's not like the only reason that they do that is for the economic benefit. Yeah, so I feel like if we had, like, there, I feel like there definitely is an economic benefit, or there could be in doing something like that. But that's the only way that our government or like anyone, no, you're would so right, do that. But and same thing with the population. It's like we're making it trendy to be a good person. Like, mm-hmm. the, yeah. like there are some people that need it to be that will only engage on that level. Mm-hmm. Such an American way of thinking about stuff. Yeah. Like, it's not, if it's not affecting me directly, mm-hmm. then I don't care. I don't have COVID. No one, I know has COVID. I'm not wearing a mask. It's so hard. I don't know. And, like, it's, like, understanding, like, you're not going to do it. Like, you're not going to be perfect. Like, it's really hard, like, in this society. And, like, the whole point is that, like, our economy is built off of telling you that you're not good enough until you have X. Yeah. So, like, our self-worth is tied up in that, selfhood is tied up in that, and, like, it's really hard to just be like, well, I'm going to step out of this cycle because it's literally constructed our whole reality. As a nation slash, like, as a generation, it's important, I feel like, to start returning to the idea of, like, unique singular things and, like, not consumption just for the sake of it and Mm -hmm. quality over quantity and stuff, but also, like, you have to be really wary how you do that. Yeah. Because, like, just because you're running in the right direction, like, you're still kicking people in the face. Like, it's not <laughs> fine. Yeah. Because you're going the right way or whatever. Definitely. We hope you enjoyed this episode of All Alone with Something to Say. Special thanks to Kenny Noel for the original music. Once again, you can check him out on Bandcamp under the name Kenny Noel. Keep an eye out for our next episode, which may or may not aka may slash will feature not the person but the topic kim kardashian what i know as always if you've got something to say you can reach us on instagram and twitter at the all alone pod or by email at the all alone pod at gmail.com